0: Hey, welcome everybody to Vexpert daily I know that high was a little high but Hi. that's how that's how we roll so thanks for joining us today um, we have three V experts on the panel here that are going to talk about we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, events that are happening here at VMworld talk about some of the announcements also touch on some ways that new members to the virtual community can get engaged how they can join certain activities and get involved. So with that, I'm gonna let the folks introduce themselves, starting with Mike here. Mike? Hi, I'm Mike Preston. Um, I'm a technical
1: marketing engineer with Rubrik. I'm from Canadiana, Canada. Um, Where where is that in Canada? In the Canada portion, oh. I mean, in the <laughs> Canadian. It's has um, been a expert since I think around 2010 or something like that. Been going to VMworld ever since then, but this is my first VMworld Europe,
2: so I'm super excited to be in Spain, so. Great. Alex? Uh, Alex Galbraith. Uh, so I'm a solutions architect and a expert for about the last six, seven years as well. Um, and I blog at uh, techhead.it, and you can catch me on Twitter at Alex Galbraith. Hi, my name is Chris Williams. I'm a solutions
3: architect for GreenPages. Um, I'm also on the crew for V. Brownbag, and uh, you can find me at mistwire.com, and uh, and on Twitter at mistwire. Great,
0: Mike, did you just quickly want to just share your blog? I'm not sure you put that uh, out there.
1: Sure, blog.mwpreston.net. Hey, great blog, there you, work. Work.
0: There you go. Great, <laughs> <Mwpresson>. <laughs> great, so let's, 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 um, Let's move over so we don't let that happen again. Uh, let's just quickly touch on some of the announcements from the keynote today. Uh, I think one of the major announcements was the Heptio uh, uh, announcement. Any thoughts on that, Alex?
2: Uh, yes. Some. Good. <laughs> Very well prepared thoughts. Good. Um, yeah, I think the, the most interesting thing for me is, you know, we th- this whole, uh, we call it special K at the moment, you know, the Kubernetes word is just like everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And I think for me, there's a there's a few different elements to the, the Heptio piece. The one that I was most interested in is, how are they planning to integrate that into the VMware service offering today? And which customers are they going to target with it? Because yeah. it looked from some of the material I was reading through that they were going to integrate with Pivotal. Right. And Pivotal's very much more of a kind of an enterprise play. But I think Kubernetes is more universal than that. So I'd be really interested to see, are they planning to say, right, this is just going to go as part of the Pivotal offering, we're only targeting these really large customers, or actually they're going to use that as a way to extend Kubernetes with VMware into smaller customer base, you know, mid-market customers, etc. you know, think like 50, 250, 500, etc. Yeah,
0: interesting. Yeah. It's interesting
1: to bring some of the, um, some of the open source stuff into the enterprise cuz you see it's just like as soon as VMware gets a hold on it you know it's going to be targeted at enterprise and then it's like, it's almost like bringing some of this hipster cool open source stuff <laughs> into with the enterprise kids now and trying to intermingle them and it will be interesting to see how that happens hipster and cool nice yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. St- putting avocado real. toast into the enterprise <laughs> wow. see how that goes
3: yeah <laughs> that's suits great suits with beards wow yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
3: I was, uh, so I was talking, uh, Al and I were talking to Scott about like an hour and a half, two hours ago, and we were asking him how he how he enjoyed his transition from VMware <laughs> to-, to Heptio. And to his credit, he did not give it away. He did not say anything. Oh, I'm sure he was biting his tongue sitting there going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I- I'm just, I'm-, I'm dying to talk to him again now to, to see what's going to happen with that. But to, to everybody's point, you know, see- seeing where they go with Kubernetes, with-, with the orchestration layers and everything, I mean, V- VMware historically, obviously, was you know, o- you know standard OS and everything, and 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 the new carve-ups. I'm I'm excited to see what kind of efficiencies are, they're going to be getting out of it, out of the orchestration layer, and and shape, how how much more they're going to get away from the hypervisor and and gain the efficiencies of having that OS-less layer. Right. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Good.
0: And just curious, uh, I know this is usually uh, from us to you, but just curious, folks in the in the audience. How many people with a raise of hands are, are look are looking forward to trying out the new that new piece, uh, the Heptio piece? Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, so good, good representation. That's interesting. Um, have you have just curious? Um, side note: Have any of you done anything with Kubernetes?
2: Um, it's, so I would say for for where where I work, um, which I, is somewhere under my test, um we are seeing a huge amount of adoption with customers now. Um, a lot of them are utilizing it both on-premises, but also as a way to do de- do development work and then start to creep into the cloud over time as well. Um, so definitely seeing it, Kubernetes as being more of an enabler for the whole multi-cloud thing that we're talking right. about a lot multicloud. more these days. Yep. Yep. So yep. I think there was the, there was a the hybrid cloud piece, right. which, and I know VMware still talk about that, but I'm not as convinced by hybrid cloud as a, as a as a future as I am about customers saying, okay, I've got this workload and it's best placed here, and I've got this workload and it's best placed here. Now with Kubernetes, you're kind of you're abstracting a lot of that away, so it kind of then becomes, okay, where are your other workloads? Where's your data? What are you using? You know, are you taking AI and ML type? Um, services from these cloud providers and that might drive you to, you know, putting your infrastructure over there. Um, but I think overall, it's it's certainly an interesting play and it's definitely something that, uh, having a lot of conversations and doing a, a large number of implementations around Kubernetes today, so.
0: Right. Uh, Chris, Mike, are you guys looking into doing some kubernetes work uh, on your own just for your education aside from
1: you know the typical hello world right. the programming world yeah. of deploying wordpress and kubernetes that's right, right. <laughs> so. i've
3: i've written a couple of articles on it just playing okay. with it in my home lab and 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 doing doing some you know poc deployments for right. some customers and stuff Not, nothing production ready yet a, a lot of the struggle that, that my customers are having is where do you keep your stateful data? Right. And, yep. and, and, where, and where do things live that, that need to be held onto forever? Yep. Um, a, a lot of, so, somebody described this to me and, and I think it, it, it holds true. You, have, you had your physical servers back in the old days, then you have your VMware virtualization operating system layer, you know, up until now. Now you have your containers OS-less layer, and then the next generation after that is going to be serverless. So, so. There's pros and cons to each one of those, obviously, and the the containers versus serverless debate that's currently happening now is I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Right. Um, there, there's a place for both, and and there's there's interesting use cases for both of them. I'm I'm seeing more of the serverless asks and and more of the virtualization asks. Not not so much containers, but that's that could right. just be my region. That could yeah. just be my, my
1: vertical that yeah. I'm playing in. It's yeah. funny how you like we see people come up too and and say you know how do we how do we back these things up? And it's like, the answer is, well, why would you want to back these up? Because you know what, they're they're ephemeral, they're stateless, until they aren't. Right. Because enterprise is going to get a hold of some of this stuff and they're going to want to use it in a little bit of a different way. Oh yeah, totally. uh, Yeah, it'll be interesting to see a lot of the ecosystem, too, and see what products spark up around that. Because once they've stood it up and they get a
3: taste for it, then the next question is BCDR. Where where am I going to go with this? this? crashes where where do i throw it up next right
2: but the good news is there that is moving to this containerization world, or service world, or whatever, yep. you, you, it makes that DR planning much, much simpler. Because all you ever care about then is the data. You don't have to worry about all these like big, right. fat applications that take hours or days to install on a VM that's then your, you know this lovely thing that you look after and you tend and all that. So you only have to then worry about, OK, what is my source of my data, and how do I replicate that somewhere else? And then in the event of the DR, I'll just you know effectively rebuild on the fly. And with containers, you can do that insanely quickly
0: yeah and Chris touched on this uh, just I just caught it he said he wrote about uh, you said you wrote about uh, some of your
3: yeah just, just some of my deployments yeah and, yeah stand-ups
0: and that's great and, and just 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 to build on that a little bit this virtual community is great that way where we actually write blog yeah. about our experiences uh, good or bad indifferent either way and that always helps someone else accelerate their deployment or their or have Maybe change the way they're thinking about doing something, and that, so that you know that's really exciting to hear. Uh, so I want to encourage folks in the audience here: if you don't have a blog, consider starting one up, and just start putting your thoughts out there. Um, I think you'll you'll find that to help clarify a lot of your your thinking and just be become more part of the virtual virtuali- virtualization community you don't want to know what's in here
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no it's it, so the reason why I got into blogging and, and and to your point why we should encourage everybody to do it my blog is my my notepad right it is I I do things and I write it all down, and these are the steps that it took for me to do this, and then I forget about it. Right. I, I actually forget that I wrote an article on something. I've actually Googled something and found my own article on it, something that I did yes. like a year ago. Oh, that. I and I completely right. didn't understand. That. <laughs> that's right. I, like,
0: oh oh my comments.
3: My comments are what, 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 what an idiot. Um, so so it's it's like a my online diary. I don't I don't write it to try to, to have pro good prose or right words spelled right. right. said clearly. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Right, Um, but you just get out there, just throw up a blog, just throw your brain out there. Um, It's it's amazing how like my uh, the the, I I passed the AWS SA Associate exam, and I just wrote my notes. I I took all of my notes for uh, studying for it to to pass it, and I was using it to actually study. Like in the exam center, I was like flipping through it on my phone. That that is the most hit article on my on my blog, like like thousands of hits on that one, yep. and, and people are saying thank you for it. It's just my notes, right? So so giving back to the community is a,
2: is, a, is a huge piece of this. It's one of those things that people come back to time and time again. You see those types of articles where you've shared information that's effectively reusable over time. Right. It's something where you might write something that's very of the moment, hmm. and you have a number of people read it, and then it goes, it kind of disappears into the ether. But you know those types of things become useful time after time. Absolutely. And what what I think is interesting as well is. Uh, lots of people have said to me when I've talked about, like, why why have you not started a blog? It's like, well, everybody else has already said everything. So, but like, what why would I bother to write the same thing as somebody else? And what I think people forget is that everybody has their own unique take yeah. on a thing. That's right. So you yeah. could have, like, five different blogs about, this, like, let's say, Heptio, right? Right. There will be a lot of blogs about the Heptio thing. Right. And every single one of them will have some different angle to it. And that's yeah. what people should bring to that, I think, with the, you know, Picking that up as a community thing, and yeah. and for a
3: certain subset, one of those articles is going to speak more than the other ones. Yeah, right, they'll get more out of the way that you wrote it yep. versus the way that somebody else wrote it. Yep, and and that's that's gold right there.
1: And yeah. I found even my blog moving like taking it into like personal wise, like career development and things like that. I found it's it's opened up a lot of doors for me just yeah. simply writing things down. And then the last move I made when I took. Um, Interviews, I actually interviewed with with five or six different people, and I'd only not met one of them before. Right. Just because I've been out at events like this, mainly due to my blog and technical days and things like that.
0: And I, I, yeah, that's great. One one tip I'll I'll leave with you before we switch topics here. Um, I know sometimes you feel um, you might feel discouraged in starting a blog you'll you know you might say oh, I can't write like Chris I can't write like Alex I can't write like Mike oh
3: you can
2: <laughs> but
0: what I would encourage you to do what you're looking at when you do that you're looking at today you're looking at where they are today I encourage you to go back and look at their first blog post. Oh, why yeah. would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and then see how they they they've, they've grown over time in their blogging. And then that's where you can start to say to yourself, you know what, I can do this. Because look looking at their first blog look at these post. Knuckleheads. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe it's just a quick summary of something that you you were challenged with at the office or, or in the home lab and you and they just put you know bullet points up or something. So that's just the way to get started. So I'm just gonna leave that little
2: I'll just add to that, actually, very quickly. Because I think from a career perspective and a a way that you develop your mind, blogging's actually really helped me in that perspective. Because I started blogging when I was an engineer. And then I moved into the architecture space. And that time that I've spent writing this content and getting better, hopefully marginally better, over time at (laughs) writing that, I've then taken that knowledge and that that practice and then put that into the kinds of documentation you write as an architect. Because that was the direction my career went. And I found that massively beneficial for being able to write something that's reasonably coherent that I can put in front of a customer. So, it's helped me, but it's also, you know, helped in terms of my role as well. So right. absolutely.
0: So, would you say today is uh, day zero or day one VMworld?
2: It's like day two, I think, for most Where's day yeah. two? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> day three for me. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm way <waiting> behind. been <laughs> two
0: days? <laughs> oh, no, I don't oh, know. Oh, great. So, what what are some of the activities that folks may not be aware of, some Vexpert activities taking place or that you're, you'll be part of this week? Um, may have may have already happened or coming <laughs> up uh,
2: just all the things you missed right. uh, were amazing was oh, my up. face and everything else, else I already happened <laughs> everything else <is> terrible <laughs> so. yeah
0: that folks might might want to be aware of just to give them a sense of the the community activity here the virtualization. I think
2: for for me so I I love coming to VMworld not because of the sessions and the sessions are great and there's lots of great speakers and I usually try and get um, pick a few that are like kind of the special ones for me for what I'm learning at the time right. or whatever. Yeah. But what I get the most benefit of is just about going around and talking to people. It's literally as simple as that. And sometimes when you're when you're new to this, right? Like maybe you've not been to a VMworld before, maybe you've not been to a VMug before, right. those types of events. Just takes going to one or two of them and just opening up to one or two people around you and gradually you start to build that network of people and then they introduce you to other people, etc. And i found for me, that's the, the one thing I look forward to most of all, right. coming to these. And going to, trying to get involved and in going to as many of the evening events as possible because that's right. opportunities again to meet more and more people and grow your network of people that you, you, can, you can learn from and you right. can share with. And all that. That right. so for me actually I would say there's lots of cool events but yeah. the thing I'm always looking for is other people. Yeah,
1: I, I concur. I mean my first VMworld I remember my schedule is just packed.
2: Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah. Running around 50 sessions, sessions Oh that, like, that first now VMworld when you get a thousand like, steps an hour. <laughs> I have a few <laughs>
1: sessions that you present, but the rest of the time is just right. In this area, really, yeah. just having conversations with people and yeah. sitting at the tables and pro tip, they say blogger tables, but you could sit at them. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm telling you buddy yeah. um, <laughs> Nobody's blogging. Over so uh, the, the thing that, so the, the sessions are good, but they're, they're posted on the Internet, so you can, you can catch them if you miss them. The things that I find the most valuable is the hackathons. Right. Uh,
0: yeah. the, the,
3: when you, That's when a great. Getting into a hackathon, sitting down with a table full of full of people, hopefully that have a different skill set than you, yeah. and and learning from them and picking up. I mean, you learn you learn more in a couple of hours of banging away at a new thing, yeah. than than you would you know with with a couple of weeks with a white paper and a and a laptop. Yeah. I love yeah. the hackathons. I, I I try to go to as many as as possible. Um, I'm on I'm on the V Brownback staff today, so <laughs> right. I, I'll be doing zero hackathons here. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's that's. That's my primary one and my secondary one is the networking, talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Paul McSherry over there. <laughs>
2: right, <laughs> But with the hackathons, you don't even need to be able to code. You don't need to, no. any, you can no, be no. part of a team and you're doing the documentation for it or you're right. sorting out GitHub for contribute. it or, you know, like, you can oh, be there's, a there's loads leader. of ways to. There's ways to, to contribute. contribute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bring well, the beer. That's ways yeah. to yeah.
0: contribute and you know, some folks may feel like, oh, I don't know enough or I can't do that. Don't discount yourself. No. Yeah. Get in there and contribute any way you can. Like Mike said, or you know, documentation or. or or any way uh, that you can, and, and they they need
3: infrastructure guys. It's, right. it's not it's not a it's not a thing where it's like just coders. I mean, yeah. the, the the best group will be you know one dev, one person that knows Linux really well, one person that knows Windows right. really well, and, right. and and an infrastructure
2: guy yeah. or person. I clearly and, somebody who knows Kubernetes now. Yeah. Exactly, and, and now right.
3: KPS. Right. Uh, right. As long as we have a K8s person there, we should be fine.
0: So so there's a V expert party. Yes. Uh, this tonight. evening. This evening, right? Um, anything else top of mind there, just uh, in terms of VXpert uh, activities? Happening. Um, I know I'm putting you three on the spot. Yeah, I, it's I easier, by the way, to put them on the spot when you're the moderator. That's why I chose to be Just moderator to wait until tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. That's why I chose to be moderator, or facilitator, <laughs> or whatever.
2: Well, I, th- I think things like coming to the the V Brown Bags uh, sessions is right. really val- valuable. Partly because you get to see the sessions, which are a lot of the experts put their hands up to come and volunteer to do these. Right. But also because then you get to meet the other people in the audience. So right. if yep. people are around the, the the center at the moment and thinking, oh okay, Okay, I've got 20 minutes to spare. Just come down and sit in the V Brown Bag, yeah. Brown Bag Crew, and watch a session. and talk to the people around you. I think that's that's definitely a way to go. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: No. Yeah. That's 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 great. Um, I was thinking, what's, what's, a, how can folks that are new to the virtualization community or maybe new to to the show mm. get ah. more get more involved that's in a sort of the virtualization community because it's all about. Bringing people in, you know, uh, helping people grow, yep. etc. What what are some of the ways that um, approach anybody with a V expert
3: tag okay. good, on their great. thing? Ask yep. them. Oh. Ask them how do I huh? get into it? Right? Oh, how do I get tagged? <laughs> oh, now you got to get You want to talk to the right. over there? That's a great point. Um, uh, talk talk to the guys from V Brown Bag. Uh, this yep. this entire community section right here is filled with people that that would love to help help you get into it. You yep. know. I mean, the, the VXpert community is what 1,500 people that that come from all walks, that have all manner of experience. We have NSX pros, we have Kubernetes pros, we have AWS and Azure pros, we have VMC pros. Um, the the Slack channel is is a wealth of knowledge yeah. for, for anybody that gets out of the general social area. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, talk talk to talk to any one of us. We, we'd love to.
1: Embrace you, help you get into the community. Yeah. I would too say just just get on Twitter. Uh, there's there's a lot going on on Twitter, so if you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter, and you, you don't even have to talk to people. You can just lurk around in there and watch what people are talking Lear about. You, kind at of read, uh, read the snark that's happening. And,
2: uh, yeah, I, I would recommend that as one big step. Yeah, I think the other thing is so that's the VMworld bit, but once you go home, it, it's right. kind of easy to go. Oh well, that was an awesome event, and then you're right. gonna kind of get you get stuck into the day job. Yeah, and yeah. I think Stephen Foskett. Uses a great phrase. He says, You need to look up once right. in a while and see what's going on around you. Right. And uh, so I think even going along to find out where your local community meetup is, it doesn't even have to be a VMAG, it could be literally anything. Any, yeah. AWS user groups, you know, Azure user groups. Right. You know, From the v- Portsmouth. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Alex, and I think that's why we use, or at least I do whenever I speak, about the virtualization community. Yeah. Uh, that, that encompasses so much. That, that encompasses all companies that are involved in cloud and, and yep. virtualization that, and so i think it's important to to consider everything yep. you know um, I'll, I'll just give a quick tip on how to get to to meet people consider creating uh laptop stickers if you have a blog or if you have a, a brand consider uh creating some laptop stickers get them from sticker mule or wherever your favorite um, printer is
2: Other printers are available. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) other printers are available,
0: and and share them at the uh, the community areas. Just distribute them, and what you'll find, right? And we have, uh, yeah,
3: exactly. We have (laughs) someone. It is 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 the currency of IT. All things flow.
2: Ahmed has some open techcast ones at the back there. Right, podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and what you'll find
0: is folks will, you know, as you're distributing them, folks it'll spark a conversation. You'll get to know, you know, the person standing next next to you on your right and to your left. It's a great way of just uh, starting a conversation. A very simple thing to do, but it's very effective, and I think you'll 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 find it very uh, helpful. Plus, stickers are awesome. Uh, yeah, right. stickers are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or just yank on Kyle Ruddy's beard
3: once, right? And,
1: yeah. and you
0: and you become
3: a member of the community. Right.
0: <laughs> and uh, second pro tip here: uh, if if you're if you have a corporate laptop and you're not allowed to put stickers on it, just get a a, a shield for the the cover, <laughs> right? Slap on that uh, shield, and then just put those stickers on yep. the shield. and You're good to go. You're golden.
2: And then when you get your one-to-one with your manager, you just take the shield off. Right. right? Take Back out, off, put exactly. Back <laughs> out. See,
0: a lot of pro tips here. A lot of pro tips. <laughs> but um, that's great. So I think, I think, as I'm looking at the uh, the team in the back, they're not even looking uh, at Which, Yeah, we're uh, good. good. I think we'll Hold wrap. It up. I spell. think we'll wrap it up here, yeah. unless um, I know Alex has. Five a p- I know. Nice. sorry?
1: Five. Okay. There's the sign. <laughs> Five minutes. Good.
0: I know Alex. So we'll just do a quick. Um, plug here for some resources. Alex has a podcast.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, so I've got two now. Actually. Oh, you got two now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you it's want to share that. Because it's much quicker to do podcasts right. than it is to blog. Right, right, right. Right. <laughs> if true.
0: you want to share that very quickly. So
2: yeah, so uh, Open Tech Cast, which I run with some of the other community members, literally that was another example of the V community coming together. We had five different guys all from around the London area, uh, all working for different organizations, and we came together and we said, let's just do a community podcast and we'll get anybody who wants to be involved as well. So if you want to come and be part of a podcast as a guest. Just get in touch with us. So that's Open TechCast. Um, and then we have another one that I do, which is uh, a tech agnostic podcast, but I do with my organization, um, and that's called Cloud Spotting. And we talk about, it's right. more of kind of an educational, so how do we approach different problems and how do we solve some of the business challenges that are out there with different types of technology? Right, Cloud Spotting? Cloud Spotting, I'll yes. that
0: one. Right. And <laughs> uh, just, just a quick you plug for me. I, I also, we have stickers, uh, okay. yes. Great. <laughs> I, I also do... Do a podcast, Nutanix community podcast. So you might want to check that out. It's uh, yours is available iTunes, SoundCloud, yep, all Stitcher. Yeah, same thing with mine. So check that out, Mike. Anything? Um, I
1: do not do a podcast. Right. Um, not yet. I don't <laughs> think I curse too much. I don't know. I, no. Uh, no, I blog uh, on my blog MWPresson.net as well as the uh, the Rubric blog right. and various other like Tech target and different things like that as right. well. So.
0: Chris, anything you want to sh- share? Fu- uh, last uh, b- words or anything? Most most
3: of my stuff. So I, I don't have. I also do not have a podcast. Most of my stuff is in MeetSpace. It's. Uh, <laughs> I have my, my little blog, MistWire, but um, I also help to run the AWS Portsmouth User Group, um, the the Virtualization Technology User Group of New England, and I also help with Fee Brownback. Great. So, and
2: at some point, you sleep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so,
3: well, then then
1: this my day job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're ever in Toronto, come to the Toronto v
2: Right,
0: <laughs> yes, right, right. So uh, thanks so much. With that, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Mike. It was great to uh, have you guys come up and speak. We're, we're, we're going to be in this area all week, so come by and say hi. And with that, thank you.